doors, you kick down walls. And anyone who tells you, you can't, you take your fears, your insecurities, your worries, you roll them all up into a ball, you turn those son bitches sideways and stick them straight up, then candy out! Pick your goal and stick fucking to it. You wishy-washy motherfuckers. I can't fucking stand you. I wanted to make sure that out of the 24 hours of the day, that I don't waste one single hour. Those hours were too precious. And so there I just want to tell people, don't give me this thing, I have a difficult time, I need the time, and I don't have time for this, and I don't have that. You have time. You make the time. And now, welcome to the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, sponsored by fitnessinformant.com. What an episode we have for you here today. Regan Grimes, one of the most promising up-and-coming bodybuilders in the world. Now, Regan, those who are unfamiliar, is a sponsored athlete with Primeval Labs. It's a brand that we work with here at Fitness Informant. But Regan was also featured on Generation Iron 2. He is super young. I think he's 27 years old right now. And Regan initially was going to compete in the Open. And he decided to do Classic. He won the New York Pro in Classic Physique. He actually went to the Olympia as a Classic Physique athlete and realized, like, hey, he, can, he wants to get back to the Open. So now Regan is back in the Open Series, still one of the most promising bodybuilders in the world, hoping to qualify for the 2020 Mr. Olympia, which he should. And we have a good conversation about all that here on the podcast. I love this stuff. I love the sport of bodybuilding, what these men and women are willing to put themselves through to accomplish the ultimate goal of being the best in the world. And Regan is one of those guys who could very well possibly be the best in the world at his age. You know, at 27, uh, I was talking to Charles Griffin the other day at the gym, and Charles said, this is an old man's sport, man. Charles is, I think, 37. The older you get, the better you become. And, you know, outside of Dallas McCarver, who was super young, there's not a lot of young bodybuilders in the open series that are you know doing big things and that's because your body needs time to mature to grow and to get to the point where you want it to be Regan at 27 has a fuck ton of time ahead of him and he mentions on the podcast every day he wants to do this till he's 40 so uh super stoked to have Regan on the podcast it's great to have him on a great insight from Regan who is uh one of the nicest people you'll ever meet for sure um so I hope you guys and girls enjoy the conversation with Regan Grimes a little breaking news here uh this week or last week is that FIBO the largest sports nutrition and fitness expo in the world has decided to postpone the 2020 FIBO to the second half of the year due to the coronavirus. Now, a lot of people will say, well, the coronavirus is all hype. It's all media driven. And that, that may be soon. That may be so. But here's what people have to understand. Like, as of this recording, I think there is maybe three cases of coronavirus in Germany, one being in Dusseldorf, which is right next to Cologne. It's not that they need active cases within the area. It's what people are bringing to these large gatherings. So you have people traveling to Cologne, Germany from all over the world. We were going to go from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and San Diego, California. Imagine the number of people coming from China and Korea where the coronavirus lives and breathes and feeds. Even if you're a carrier of coronavirus, you may not know. You may not be symptomatic. You might not be showing something. So imagine bringing, you know, traveling from, from China 
to Cologne, being in this big exhibitor hall, sneezing, and all people around you gets those gets those snot droplets on them and, and saliva droplets on them. Next thing you know, you are contracting coronavirus all over that place. It becomes sort of a petri dish. So we do not blame Feeble for making this decision. I think it makes sense. Uh, Fitness Informant will obviously no longer be there. We we pulled out. When we knew, you know, that this was going to be an issue, and then FIBO announced uh, essentially the day after we pulled out, along with Prometheus and some others, that they were going to go ahead and postpone the show. So that begs the question, the Arnold Classic and Expo West, like, what's going to happen there? Now, this podcast will drop the Tuesday of the week of the Arnold. I would assume that the show will go on as planned. I think that people will travel at their own risk. FI right now is currently still scheduled to go, and uh, that is the plan, to go to Columbus, Ohio, but that's the same thing. How many people are coming from China, from Korea, from from Europe and, and Asia and all these other continents and countries that potentially may or may not have it, you know, that that's the big question mark. And what it is, it's not just a small gathering of people. If you're already in the Arnold Classic, you understand just how fucking big this thing is. So that is the breaking news. That is something that we're going to be monitoring here at FI. Check out all the new updated news over at fitnessinformant.com. Click on the news tab. That brings you all the in-depth articles on the sports nutrition industry. And there's been a ton of news, especially as we drive and dive into the 2020 Arnold. I'm going to shut my mouth, get this over to Regan. I'm excited to get Regan on the show. Uh, he is Primeval Labs' own, the one and only young, young, young. Let me emphasize that, young, but promising bodybuilder, Regan Grimes. The new Gatorade is finally here, and I want to talk about the main difference between Gatorade and the old unicorn formula. Now, the huge difference is all in the essential amino acids. Now, there are a total of nine essential amino acids. BCAAs are three of the nine, and then there's the other six. Now, in our old unicorn formula, we had 1,250 milligrams of the other six EAAs. Now we have a grand total of 4,000 milligrams of essential amino acids. Now you're probably thinking, what exactly does that mean? Now EAAs are actually more efficient at providing the energy necessary for muscles to grow pre, intra, and post-workout. And in times of dieting or any time that you're just under physical stress like when you're training, essential amino acids are actually better at creating an anabolic environment and maintaining a high state of muscle protein synthesis. Damn door, let's hit these people with some knowledge. Slap everybody in the ass with some knowledge on raise energy. Fact number one, we have neurotropics added to ours. Alpha GPC and tyrosine. These are active ingredients that actually pass the blood-brain barrier and calls for efficient focus. Next is caffeine. We're the only energy drink company that uses two different forms of caffeine. Caffeine citrate to hit you fast and caffeine anhydrous to hit you slow. Got any pee? Oh, you dropped it. What don't we want? We don't want wrinkles. Sugar causes wrinkles, and that's what we do not want. We have zero sugar in our raised energy. We also have the lowest count of sodium out of all the energy drinks on the market. Make sure you stop and pick up your raised energy and demand more. This is your personal invitation to the Redcon 1 Alpha Team, our new exclusive subscription program. Enjoy members-only access to the Alpha Team Apparel Collection, priority customer service privileges, early shopping on major deals, exclusive flavor selections, and a whole lot more. This is your opportunity to become a Redcon 1 VIP. There's limited spots available, so go to redcon1.com and sign up today.
fits nicely. Dude, that's freaking sick! Oh, Let's go! Oh, oh, <laughs> it doesn't work! No more confetti cake! Cinco de Drinko. Ricky, Ricky, do you know what this is? Look at this! Fast forward to two weeks and we'll be sitting in this. If you're watching via YouTube right now, or if you're if you're listening via iTunes or Spotify, you're missing out because I, I got two Regan Grimes right now on the on the screen. One, I got I got this massive fucking calves, which are right now as big as your skull, dude, in the in the back wall. Uh, and, and and there's fresh off of an eyebrow wax, dude. You you're a man that likes to take care fresh of himself. Not even thirty minutes old. These are these are cleaned up. I mean that's that's how you take care of yourself, dude. Yeah. So you're I mean you get pedicures as well. Uh, but sometimes, yeah, not, not like all the time, but I'll go in with the wife, you know? Yeah. I'm sure yeah. the women or males, whoever does your pedicures probably look at your feet being a bodybuilder and be like, this is, this sucks. Yeah, this they, is like the worst they, job <laughs> in the world. Uh, they love, they get the, the calf massage. They're yeah. just like laughing and talking to each other. Right. Yeah, they speak in Chinese. I don't know what they're saying, but they, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm convinced they're talking shit about us every single time. <laughs> like they're saying something. I wish I could understand them. I don't. Someday I th- I'm going to take up Mandarin and figure it out. Pretty sure. <laughs> What's good, dude? How you been? Good, man. Good, good. Just, uh, just like right now, I'm about three months uh, post-show. So I did the, my run there in 2019, yeah. uh, which I was really happy about. You know, it was pretty much the year prior, as you know, I did Classic. So yeah. coming up from there, going back into the Open was something that, um, you know, it, was, it wasn't a struggle, but it was a challenge because I, I didn't know where I would stand uh, coming up in such weight so well i mean uh, if, if anybody follows you on instagram which i'm sure everybody listening to this does like you looked fucking shredded for that show dude like you look thanks, good thanks, like shit. <laughs> was that one of your best packages that you thought you could bring i i think so yeah yeah like overall you know fullness size uh condition you know yeah right like, i think and, the most i think my best conditioning ever was probably like Arnold Brazil or uh, yeah, Arnold classic. And then Brazil when I turned pro, but I was smaller though. So yeah. it's like, it, I think it, it, it's still a little bit different. You know, when you're smaller, it's easier to get like really shredded. Yeah. Dry, like. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Tell me I'm, about I'm trying to battle. I'm trying to battle. Like I got to be full and big. I can't be super dry and like, like a raisin, Yeah, you know? So, cause I'm standing next to guys like Cedric. So the guy's just a monster. Yeah, Cedric, Brandon, even like Rami coming back at the Arnold this year. It's crazy. Talk, talk, to, a, talk to the audience about the difference between competing, say, Brazil versus America and the, and the audience and the crowds. Yeah, I mean, people, people in Brazil, I actually haven't been like, back there since. So 2016 is when I turned pro. Brazil is amazing. The people are super fans, and it's like, it, it's really cool to be around because of the energy, you know? Like, yeah. people are just kind of different there. Um, you're you know, a celebrity, are, like you're a fucking celebrity in these countries. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're you're technically a celebrity-ish in America, um, but I mean, like you go to Brazil or Colombia, which the Arnold was just in the Colombia. Um, yeah. It's just like they adore you. Your yeah. lines are out the doors. Yeah. Was that a, the, was that a humbling experience for you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you don't you don't really uh, understand. I mean, you just I'm just at my house. You know, I'm just doing my thing every day, and you know, you're on you're on social mediums and whatnot, but. You don't realize till you go to an event like that how many people you actually are touching, you know, like yep. how many you're helping or, or whatnot. So, what's really the cool. what's the goal for 2020 for you? 2020, uh, the goal is make it to the Olympia. So, I, yeah, I just made a post like I think it was a couple of days ago, and I've kind of got it going with my coach, and we've got a plan in, in place to uh, compete in about uh, four months. Okay. So, 
Yeah. So you got about sixteen weeks ish, roughly, if you, we do the math. Yeah, just past there. Yeah. What show are you? What show are you aiming for? Yeah. So the first, the first show, uh, I think, like Chicago Pro. Okay. So yeah. Boston Pro, Chicago Pro, Toronto's right before that, and it's like my home ground. I'd love to do it. It's an awesome but, show. Yeah, yeah, and it's also I just saw the new tiers because uh, all the shows are in like tier one, tier yep. two, three, four, right? So different points. Uh, so right now I have eight points from 2019. Um, and then I'm, I'm, you know, hopefully, uh, with those other two, like Toronto is a tier two show. It's a yeah. big one. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause your journey in bodybuilding is like amazing. So anybody watched uh, generation iron, like it talks about, you know, obviously everybody's like, you're an open guy, you're an open guy. And then you like yeah. swerved yeah. everybody. It's like, I'm gonna do classics. So, <laughs> right. um, do you, anything about that decision? Do you regret? Are you happy with it? No, no, I'm happy with it. Like, I feel, I feel like it was something that I wanted to experience. Like I wanted to get. Like I love the classic look, right? Yeah. So I, I kind of, I didn't really know. Like I was, I was gonna test the waters, do it. Maybe I would really like it and stay there. And if I didn't, you know, I always knew I could go back up. Uh, but just being able to go and experience that, get up on the Olympia stage, uh, being classic, and then you know, winning the New York Pro was like one of my highlights for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that that was really cool because like three days out before New York, nobody knew, nobody knew even the day of the show that I was switching. So people. I was so funny because the open guys were up on stage and then I went into the, the bathroom, right? And I was putting on my yeah. my uh, classic trunks and guys that were coming in the bathroom, they're like, yo, like they're whispering to everybody, like, what's going on here? He's not out there. Then people are like talking to me, like, man, why aren't you out there? You got to go. You got to go. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going up next. And they're all freaking out. It was pretty fun. What do you, I mean, now that you're going back to open and stuff, like what is it that you learned about yourself competing classic that you can maybe apply to the open series? Something that I learned, uh, like, I mean, getting down in the weight was the toughest thing. Yeah. So, like, not having to worry about that now and just allowing my body to, you know, take in the nutrition and just and just grow. I, I feel like I can grow a lot more, obviously, because that was such a battle to get down, especially for the Olympia. See, like, New York, yeah. we, we just kind of showed up. I actually prepped for New York for the Open, and then we switched, right? We just sucked down, and, and we made the weight. But uh, for the Olympia, we actually prepped for it. And I just started losing muscle, just started coming off because we actually got down to the weight I was supposed to be. Yeah. Well, that's so. what I was going to ask you. It's like, okay, you do so well at the New York Pro. Um, mm-hmm. The Olympia, not not what you wanted, obviously. But yeah, I mean, yeah. is, is that the big reason why you're just like you, you had a hard look in the mirror and said, maybe I'm an open guy? Yeah. I'm just like I feel I feel like I didn't – I really didn't like the look I brought to Olympia. I know I got eighth, but it's still like when, – when I was going up into it, I like was really in my head thinking I would probably be battling out for the top five. And, you know, it could have been some sort of a peak type thing, but yeah. I just think my body looks better, fuller when I can be rounder, you know, and the muscles want to, they need to look full. And in a, in a classic, like when you got to make that weight the day before, there's no way, like it's it's just a complete gamble. Yeah. If you can eat enough or not eat enough, you know, to, to look the way you should. So now you're back in the open, uh, quest mm-hmm. for the Olympia this year in Vegas. It's interesting because you have Flex hopping up in the year. You got the special invite. He accepted yeah. it. What are your uh, What's your take on that? Um, I don't know. I think he's gonna. I'm pretty excited to look at him, like see how he looks. Yeah. Because like, do you remember those photos when he was off season? He'd be like two thirty, <laughs> two two forty. Yeah. With Neil behind him. Yeah. You know that that mirror shot. Yeah. That's a, that's what I picture when I see him up there. So he's dangerous. I think you know he could he could win the thing. He's pretty. Uh, doesn't have anything really weak, right? And that's what's why he's been so great. What's great about it too is like obviously Mr. 212, but he brings a personality and brings sort of that star power mm-hmm. to the open series. Not yeah. not to discredit any of you guys in it, but I mean right. we've had multiple conversations about the Olympia and, and how how do we generate buzz around that? Which is 
the Super mm-hmm. Bowl of bodybuilding, right? Like the Olympia yeah. is the, the yeah. end all be all. So in your opinion, I mean, how do we get buzz back to the Olympia and, and get people super excited about the entire weekend, not just your not just the main event, which would be uh, you know Saturday night with you guys hopping on stage, but the entire weekend, which has been dwindling in attendance. Right, right. So how so how to get that hype back? Yeah, like, how do you I, I think there's some some fresh guys, you know, moving up and whatnot. And and I mean, definitely bringing flex into the mix is crazy. And then we don't really know what's going on with with like is Phil competing is, you know, I, I feel like Kai's not coming back. Right. Like I just like I, it's been too many years. I really feel like he's not. Uh, but with Phil and then with, with Sean, is he is he still not allowed new owner? Right. You know what I mean? So I wonder it's kind of up in the air. That is a big uh, question. Mark. Flex is in there now. So it's, it's going to be cool. I don't know. Yeah, what do you think of the entire sale? So obviously, for those listening not aware, if you've been living in Iraq, AMI sold the portfolio to Jake Wood. Who uh, Jake cool thing about Jake is awesome is he's an advocate for women's bodybuilding too, which I think is great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I mean, you guys obviously are, are a big reason why people come on Saturday night, but we don't want to discredit the women at all. They work super fucking hard. So yeah, um, everyone works the same. I mean, very. You know, yeah. Uh, so I mean, what do you, are you happy with the change in ownership? Are you familiar with Jake? Yeah, I think so. You know, I met him a couple of times. He was actually uh, in Romania. He was there. And obviously the Wings of Strength shows, right? So I did Chicago Pro my first year when I turned pro in 2017. He was there. Uh, So, yeah, I've had a couple of run-ins with him. He seems like a nice guy, and he's a huge fan of the sport. So, you know, I even heard things are going to change the venue, maybe back to where it was uh, years ago, which I think was better. Yeah, it's – it's interesting because, I mean, we, we, we covered this, too, and we covered, like, the history of the Olympia. The Olympia used to travel, too, like New York, Chicago, which really? I think is kind of cool. Yes. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't remember that. Yeah, but. I mean, it was way back in the day. I think it's been in Vegas now for 20 years or whatever it's been. But, like, you know, I think it's like, okay, if this is a spectator sport and this is, like, the, the Super Bowl sport, can we get back to the point where we travel? Listen, everybody loves going to Vegas. Vegas is great, you know? Yeah. But a, you know, it would be cool. New York City, Chicago, London. For sure. Any you know, of those places. Toronto. Yeah. You know, back yeah. up by there. It would be great to do it. Would you, yeah. would you be open to that? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty awesome, really. I mean, Vegas is, is kind of a cool place. I mean, there's so much for everyone to do and, yeah. and, and that. But, I mean, I think it would be neat if it traveled here and there, too. Yeah. What I love this year is there's a lot of pressure on the people at the Olympia to perform because the next month in Atlanta, Georgia, The Rock is yes. doing Athleticon. And it was just <laughs> announced that they're also having a, a bodybuilding championship there, um, which would be, I think it's literally a month after, like in terms of dates. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Is that something that you, your coach, and team are putting on your calendar? Is well, how does it work? Like, can you get invited or it's is it invite just... only? Yep. Okay, it, so it's it, invite only. It's invite only. I would imagine a man of your stature would probably would get an invite at some point. If here. I got invited, I'd go. I think I'd go. I mean, it's going to be a busy year because yeah. I got. I mean, I just came off you know those shows, and I'm like three months. I'm recovered. I feel fresh and feel good. Uh, but I've got a long run ahead of me here, and then the Olympia after. So I don't actually. I can't remember how many weeks there are between. Uh, the Boston, Chicago, but it's June and then September, so you got two or three months in between. Yeah, and then another month. It'd be it'd be tough, but I think it'd be worth it. And just to be a part of the first year that they have that event would be really cool. It's super cool. I mean, they're bringing different things like a UFC fight experience. They're having yoga. It's like a wellness weekend with entertainment. So you'll have <laughs> celebrities and stuff there. It's a neat concept, and you know you're going to have big brands like your Under Armors and Lululemons of the world being involved in, which I think is something that's really mm-hmm. cool that could elevate all you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, he might even get it. Probably will he get it on TV? Maybe. Maybe. Know, I mean, he's got the right people. I mean, but that's yeah. the thing I love about the Arnold because the Arnold is not just bodybuilding. It's strongman. Yeah, it's, it's fencing, and you mm-hmm. know he's bringing CrossFit and all these different avenues. And and the Olympia is strictly bodybuilding, which a guy really like is. me loves. Yeah. Um, 
What about this? So back, I, I, I'm friends with Jay, and Jay and I talk about this all the time. Like back in his day, they didn't have Instagram. It was DVDs. Him and Ronnie would quote unquote trash talk via DVDs. But you guys nowadays are, are super <laughs> nice to each other. Yeah, you guys are super nice to each other now. Do you guys ever talk behind the scenes and be like, hey, we should generate some buzz and maybe we should shit talk in the public eye to let people know? Like, hey, let's make. Because think about Kai and Phil, right? Their last year. Right. There was a rivalry yeah. there. Um, yeah, but it's, it's missing a real now. cool thing. It was sweet. I mean, it created hype for the whole, you know, leading up and, and obviously even the day of. Right. I, you remember when they when they went at each other on stage like that? Yeah. Think, it was awesome. That was real. Like, that was legit. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. Like, I mean, I think I come from the wrestling world, so I wanted to be a WWE superstar for a long time. I keep thinking, like, there's elements of this fictional world that we could bring into our world just to generate buzz. You know, have you guys do more interviews or... One thing Jay, Jay is frustrated with is seeing a bunch of the guys cover up all the time. You guys are monsters. Show, yeah. show your muscles. Show your quads. Uh, are you yeah, a guy that likes – All the time. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, he took guest poses every week. Every even week. Even off season, no matter what. I mean, he always kept uh, you know a little bit of abs visible, but he was huge and full. And yeah. he never cared to show it, yeah, which is cool. I try, I try to do that too, but – you know, I'm always posting on social media and even like uh, my posing and whatnot. I try to do that, too. Yeah. Just, you know, everyone wants, everyone always shows the good stuff. But, you know, is when you're a little bit when you got a nice little layer on top of you. Uh, that's, you know, a good time to show, too, because everyone goes through it. Right. We all we're all trying to add size and it's not you're not just all like shredded and look great all the time. So, you know, what, what are you doing now for a training set uh, split? So a question that we got was I want to know if you're still doing push pull legs. No, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I, I did like that though. I did it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good because you get so much. They're they're really long workouts though. Cause yeah. You do like, push pull legs, day off, push pull legs, and then just repeat it. And it's yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of work. But um, right now I'm doing so Monday I do back, Tuesday chest, Wednesday legs, Thursday off, Friday shoulders, Saturday arms, and then Sunday off. So it's just you know, five days a week right now, but I'm just in the transition where I'm going to add that sixth day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, uh, so like the Wednesday's legs. And then I think on the weekend, I'm going to get hamstrings in too. So a yeah. separate, I like to add in more for the, for the hamstrings. hundred percent. And for those listening, that's what we call the bro split when you're doing, when you're doing like body part specific <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. I do push pull legs now. I love it. I think it's yeah, great. it's awesome. You can't go wrong. For sure. What's interesting is, so I'm going through this process now. My show is 11 weeks out, and I'm showing on my social media of me monitoring my blood glucose levels and my resting heart rate, and people are like, why do you do that? Why do you do that? So, and I'm, a, I'm doing an amateur show. So what type of right. measurements do you need to take? Obviously, fasted blood glucose is probably very important. Resting heart rate, I don't know if you still take that or not, or, or how you guys measure your, your I, metrics. I, I don't do those two. I probably, maybe I should. Sure. <laughs> but but uh, what I do, you know, I always get my blood work, you know, every uh, quarterly pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it's three or three months or so. Right. Um, I, I make sure that's in check and make sure that I'm healthy. Um, but, geez, I mean, other than, other than that, uh, you know, I do have like a sports doctor here that yeah. if, if there's something bugging me or whatnot, he can, he can do a MRI or take a, take a look at ultrasound. Um, but other than that, just getting the blood work done and yeah. I also get a lot of therapy, you know, so every, maybe twice a week, um, I actually have a chiropractor here right at the gym and we have like a massage therapist, deep tissue. So they do cupping, scraping, we do everything. And it's great. Cause like right after a workout, I can just jump right in yeah. and get it done. How's your flexibility so right important, now? Though. Like that is the, the therapy. Yeah. Just think like, you know, we do so much work in a gym and it causes, I mean, think about how much pain we go through, like lifting weights and tightening up the muscles. It's going to take that much just to, like, you know, loosen them up again. Yeah, I mean, so, I was going to say, like, what's your flexibility like right now? Probably pretty good with all the all the people in your life that you have. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty well. Yeah, busy, but I don't think people understand like being a competitor when you deplete yourself and you get down to that leanness. Like it fucking hurts to pose. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, man, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, because you get everything else. I mean, you got your cardio, you got your, you know, your training, and then you know afterwards you got to hit, you got to pose for you know twenty minutes or so. But it's, it's like that's the mo- that's painful right there. How uh, how much of a of a clusterfuck was your first posing session ever? Do you remember it? Oh geez, posing! I bet you my first show, I just I didn't even. I, <laughs> the only time I would practice would be like sending pictures to the coach, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just hit a pose, snap it, and send it off because I didn't. I didn't really like it. I don't think. Yeah. That, I mean, it hurts. It's just like you can turn that into. I mean, if you think a steady state cardio posing is harder than that. Hundred percent harder than that. Yeah, I totally agree. I've never been so fatigued in my life. Um, yeah. When it comes to <laughs> posing. What What about posing? Because posing, okay, you could bring the best package that day. But if you mm-hmm. can't pose and hit those poses correctly that the judges can see, yeah, you could yeah. end up from first to fifth pretty quickly. Kai Green is, sure. is huge on posing and, and the yeah. art of posing. Who in, in the posing realm, is there anybody that you kind of looked up to, hired as a coach, that's really helped you mm-hmm. transition and become the guy you are today? I, mean, I think just because I'm such a fan of the sport. I mean, I just watch so much, so many bodybuilding videos and things. You know, I, I love Jay stuff too, obviously. I think I look up to Jay a lot uh, in a lot of aspects of the bodybuilding, yeah. you know, business and his physique and just just what he's been able to do. And look at him now; he's you know he's really healthy. So I, I really look up to his career and what he's done. And now he's just a great ambassador. So I really look, you know, I kind of want to follow in his his steps as, as much as I could. He's like one of the nicest guys in the world. I know. <laughs> I know. You know. For a guy who's won four Olympias, and, and he's even said, like, you know, he's confessed, like, I can be a dick, too, but I've yeah. never seen him be rude to anybody. No. You know, he's no. got the longest lines in the world. Expo, he'll be one of the last ones to leave, and he'll still sit there and talk to you, and, you know, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't care. So you, you kind of getting into the sport, loving the sport, Jay Ronnie, was that sort of your era? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those How guys. did you consume that information in that media? Because, I mean, we didn't – because you're, you're 30 right. or 31 right now. No, I'm no, I'm 20, 27. That's right, 27. Why do I think you're 30? I think it's somebody else. 20, so 27. 27. So 27. you might have had, fuck, you might have had Facebook and Instagram when they're out there on stage. I'm 33. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. did you were you able to watch it? Did you ever attend an Olympia before becoming, you know, big time? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I definitely watched it. Uh, but you're right, because more more like YouTube and stuff like mm-hmm. that, because they didn't have, they did, I don't know. I, there was no there was no Instagram. Uh, when I first started Instagram, I'm trying to think back, maybe 2012 I got Instagram, 2013, yeah. probably around there, you know, and then I turned pro like 2016, so. product is going to help you get to where you want to be. Five percenters is five percent of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. We're talking about business, success, education, willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. 
For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. The things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. I've spent most of my life chasing what's termed as unattainable. An obstacle in my path, I torment it. Any limitation trying to control my environment, I tame it. Any excuses I transform into commitments. The haters, they're too small for me to even see. For 28 months before Cage Muscle even released, I broke myself against the will to identify, track, test, and trial the ultimate resources available in human existence to bring you something the world has never seen. Change is upon us. Don't justify your complacency. Evolve with me. Part animal, part machine. I'm Chris Kethin, and I am Cage Muscle. best can't wait for permission can't wait for anyone you have to believe in yourself you have to push yourself to be the best doubt you. People will say you're crazy. People will want to see you fail. And don't believe anyone that says you can't. There will be times when you want to give up. Don't. 
keep moving forward. pressure follows you around because I just want to say like in terms of hype you have as much hype as say like you know Dallas McCarver did when Dallas was 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 around and, and um but there's a ton of hype and I think appearing on Generation Iron helps you know with that hype too which is probably a surreal experience for you having cameras follow you around um, yeah that was really cool they actually so they just came here and just they were like man just go about your day uh you don't go hang out with your friends so we filmed like four days straight yeah with, and, they, and they only I mean that's how movies work right like documentaries they right. they film for you know, seven hours and use 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was really cool experience, you know, having them around. And there's a lot of stuff we filmed that didn't even get in there. Yeah. But just the stuff that we got in was, was really cool. And I couldn't believe the reach that, that, that Generation Iron has. I see people, you know, I might be on vacation or, you know, I might be in Mexico, Jamaica, wherever, that people are like, hey, man, I saw you on Generation Iron. I'm like, geez, it's really cool. Well, you're a big dude. I mean, you have a distinct look. You're white. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that, like, people <laughs> can just, like, look at, like, that looks like that guy for sure. Um, and yeah. I mean that in all seriousness because, I mean, you, like I said, you have a ton of buzz behind you. I mean, have you dealt with success? Do you think you've dealt with it fairly well? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, I'm always, like, uh, want, you know, I always want more and I'm always, like, you know, striving four more I, I feel like you know i'm just kind of getting started so yeah getting started you're 27 dude i mean if you, if you yeah. can if you can have a career like dexter jackson you'll be on stage for another 100 years i mean that, that guy doesn't age he's <laughs> yeah. he uh, tell, talk to me about do you have you met have you had a conversation with dexter yeah yeah a couple times there at gold's gym so in cali i, I stayed out there for a couple months uh, a few times and i get to run into him a couple times so he's a nice guy this, yeah. Would you consider – so we talk about the greatest bodybuilders of all time, and I think a lot of people will put Ronnie Coleman on the pedestal um, because he was insane. Yeah. Lee Haney is yeah. probably up there. Arnold just gets the nod just because he's Arnold. It just it just depends what what is the greatest of all time. I mean uh, the uh, business side or you know the just the body you right. know or – you know, or competitive uh, career because I mean, yeah, like look at Dexter. I mean, he's gone for a year. How many years has he competed now? I don't know. Like, I lost count. A lot. And, and then, you know what I didn't understand is he. How many years did he compete before he turned pro? Even right. There was seven, eight years, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was a lot. And the fact that he's yeah. still clanging and banging like he's twenty-seven, yeah. you know, in the gym. Um, it's and he's doing well still. I mean, it's crazy. You no, know, he's still the top five Olympia. Yeah, he's like top five in the world. Who's yeah. uh? Who do you look at now in the open and and, and say like they, they they're the guy like they're the guy that you is it is it Brandon Curry because he just won the Olympia is there somebody else that you uh, that's up there on the pedestal right now for you oh, is geez. it yourself well you know I Phil was like unbeatable I mm -hmm. felt like Phil uh, at his best is just he's just another animal yeah um, I don't think anyone like he really is like the gift you know like no one can beat that. He just looks crazy. <laughs> He's just 3D muscles popping everywhere. Yeah. But um, other than that, it's, I feel like it's a pretty pretty fair game. Like I think anyone that can step up to the plate and you know bring bring it their best and put the work in, I, I feel like can can be that guy. Um, you know, obviously you got Flex coming up who's won seven times, two twelve. So he can he could definitely take it. We've seen how well William came up from from the two twelve, and you know he was right there too. Yeah. So it, it really is up in the air. Yeah. Last year was interesting because he had you know, like Hottie threw his name in the in the ring like the week of you know and it's like yeah, yeah. everybody started freaking was, out like he's got it, it. No. good hype for the for the whole show it was great and, but everybody everybody kind of gave it to him like they said he was going to win it and then you know he I think he took third 
uh, overall, yes. yeah. wise. Um, but it's it's interesting. Phil Phil is a wild card because I would love to see Phil come back. He doesn't oh, me, need I to. Know. Um, me, I, I know. But let me ask you this, because in golf, they had Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson, like a one-on-one thing in Vegas, and it was what it was. Would yeah. you pay to see Phil versus Kai in a special, like a, like an eye pay-per-view or a Generation Iron special where yeah. like, to, to see it one last time? Definitely. Well, well, who do you think would have won uh, when, when, uh, Sean, when Sean won if Kai was there? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, like, that's, 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 like, <laughs> that's a lot of people. A lot of people said that last year, too, if Kai would have came, he no. would have won. So, I, yeah. Yeah, so. And that's no disrespect no, to Brian no, Curry no, just, or, or Sean, but I mean, yeah, they're on a different level. Like these guys were freaks. Yeah, and, and just, quite, it's it's true. Like they just they're just one level above. Like, yeah, just, they really are. And quite frankly, you can argue that Kai probably should have won one of those Olympias against Phil. I mean, it's yeah. it is what it is. Um, and, and and that's another thing. It's like you know, all the judges liked Phil more. But the thing is, is it's subjective. If there was a different judging panel, maybe they would have liked the look of uh, Kai more. You know, so. It, it, they're, they're both amazing athletes and they're both on the top of the game. So explain that to me because I think that's the most fascinating but frustrating part about this sport. It's subjective. Yeah, yeah, it's subjective. Yeah. Football, you have a clear winner or loser or it's a tie. Um, but I mean, it's a, those are objective sports. You, you got, you know, three pucks in the net. They got one, you win. Correct. You know? Yeah, we should use a hockey reference. I forgot. We're talking to a Canadian. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so subjective. That day, the panel doesn't like what you bring. Have you been in that position before where you walked off saves? Super frustrated because you knew that you brought the best package or you were the best looking that day, but the judge was, were looking for something else. Oh, geez, that that's a tough one. I I always like to just you know think you know that they 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 made the correct judgments because they're they're there where they sure they got there for what they've done you know. So I, I try to uh, you know just actually after the shows, the best way to do it is if you know you feel like maybe you were you. Maybe you should have. Your friends are all going to tell you, you know, you should have got a place higher, sure. whatnot, right? So then you're like, okay, and then you're in your head, like, oh, well, maybe I should have. Like, I don't know. Well, let's ask the judge. So, so afterwards, you know, usually the judges are nice enough. You can go and ask them and be like, hey, man, like, what do I need to work on? Yeah. What was weak, you know? So after my two pro shows, I did that, and I just wanted to ask, like, what what I could do to improve on. So, pretty much, uh, that's that's the best you can do. I mean, you can't, you can't tell them they didn't judge you properly. They, they're the judges. Right. Know, so. mm-hmm. Well, that's funny too. Like, I mean, a judges could tell you to work on something and then the next show you'd have a whole different panel of judges too, right. That might be looking for something different. So True. you worked on what you were told <laughs> and then they weren't looking for yeah. it that day. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's an interesting sport for sure. Um, yeah. Let me, so sports is, it's a sport. Mark yeah. Lobliner, who I don't know if you know Mark is, uh, owns MTS yeah. Nutrition, has called the sport a beauty pageant before as well, um, to an extent. Do you yeah. do you agree with that a little bit or disagree with that completely? Uh, beauty pageant? I don't know. That's a little soft, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I think I don't think beauty pageant, but I think, you know, we are we are like we all work hard on our what would you call it, art, craft, whatever. Right. I mean, we're we're trying to sculpt our bodies the best we can. So, I, I, beauty, that's just a funny word for it. I don't know. <laughs> when did you, okay, so we, we're talking about Phil. Phil was a baller, basketball player in college. Crazy to think that he's who he is now. I mean, just like, he was a, I think he was a point guard in Denver um, or at Colorado College. What, was, what were you like in high school? In high school, uh, I did. So I actually I raced motocross. That was my thing. Really? Okay. So I raced motocross and I and I um, competitive hockey. So I was doing hockey and motocross. I did a little bit of rugby 
in there, but I wasn't a huge fan of it. Is that is probably one of the roughest sports ever? So, I mean, I can understand lifting weights for hockey and rugby, but I mean, being a big ass guy on a motocross bike on like yeah. a YZ something like that doesn't yeah. seem to fit. How, when did you start picking up weights? Yeah, so I got out of motocross probably around grade eleven. Yeah, uh, and that's when I was. Uh, I did my co-op for. I started like transitioning. I started getting into the gym a little bit more because we were getting out of uh, motocross. My brother had gone away to college. He w- and he's the guy that I would ride with all the time. Right, mm-hmm. we would after every after school every day we'd go out and go to our track and we'd ride and then we'd race in the weekends. So it was like every weekend you're you're at racing and you know every every day after school you're trying to get on the bike because the more the more time on the bike, the better you are. So we were just trying to, you know, do that. And and then, uh, yeah, pretty much, I don't know. <laughs> Did you pick up weights because of hockey or was it just because of the personal thing? So it was just, I don't know, I, after I did motocross, like once we started slowly stopping that, I was looking for something else. And I think I got into the gym uh, with a couple of different friends from high school. And then I ended up doing my co-op grade 12 at the gym. So then I, you know, then I was really involved. Yeah. And I just kind of seeing your body change, I kind of became, uh, you know, hooked to it. It was kind of fun and just something fun to do. And then I ended up going off to college. Then I met a few friends that were actually competitive. So the guys that back at home weren't. I, I moved away to college about four hours away. And there was guys there that were doing shows. And they kept telling me, man, you got to do a show. I'm like, ah, oh, no, it's not for me, you know. And and then you know, eventually, you're the people you hang around. You be, you know, you do the things they do, kind of. So. Did you graduate college? Sorry. Did you graduate college? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Okay, you got you got bodybuilding kind of kind of took over at that point. Yeah, Let me... yeah, bodybuilding took over. I, I would go to class and they'd be like, oh, what am I doing here? It's a three hour stupid lecture. I want to go train. <laughs> for sure. Talk. <laughs> okay, so like, I think people are listening to this be like motocross. I mean, they don't quite understand it. You you kind of hit on it, but it's one of the most exhausting things you can do. Like riding around the track. I mean, trying yeah, to hold people... on to the throttle. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Did you ever miss it? it? Has to be, like you got to be in insane condition for that. I mean, most guys. Like you said earlier, aren't aren't my size? They're they're very small. They're like 150 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Like those are the guys that are doing the best. Right. So yeah, I mean, I I still I love the sport. I follow it every Saturday night at Supercross Live. I watch it. Like I'm actually going on March uh, at the end of March to there's a in the Detroit Stadium. There's the Supercross there, and at nice. the end of the year it's in Vegas. So I'm a huge fan of the sport still. But I just and I actually have a bike. I I ride too. Okay. I don't race anymore. Because it's too dangerous. Do you ever get when you hop on the bike now, being as big as you are? You're, I mean, you, you're, you're probably a very, I mean, you're obviously a very experienced rider. Any part of it you ever get kind of like, if I crash, or I hurt myself, like I'm fucked. Oh, yeah, I have like I, I have to come down like levels, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> you can get carried away pretty quick. It, it comes back to you, and you're getting a little too comfortable. And then, but to be honest, now I, I go on a track that maybe you know takes two minutes to go around. I do two laps, and I, I my hands are on fire. Like I literally have to come off. I'll do two laps, come off, two laps, come off. Yeah. It's almost embarrassing, but it, it's that hard. There's no barbell on the planet that vibrates. So. Yeah. yeah I mean, it doesn't work that way. All right, so you're in college, and so your friends are the ones who kind of enticed you to start to compete. Did, yeah. um, did somebody at some point sort of take you under, your, under their wing? Was it a coach, somebody that kind of mentored you through that process? Yeah, it was kind of just uh, someone was like, oh, there's a guy down there. You know, he coaches a lot of people. So, you you know, you find someone locally. You know, he kind of gave me a – it's funny. The first the first show that I ever did, I, I went and I got this, like, meal plan and training plan at 12 weeks out. And I pretty much – I literally followed this piece of paper. Didn't change 12 weeks to the show. And I, and I did the show. <laughs> How would you place? So, yeah, I, I won. You won the damn thing, yeah. yeah. The genetics come into play a little bit there? Oh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, okay, well, so, like they always say, genetics 
is a huge yeah. part of the sport, and it is. It's factual. What did yeah. your what, what did your parents do? Were they the athletes in school when they were growing up, or? No, my dad was a, like he's a home builder. Okay. And then my mom, uh, she owns like a ladies' wear like clothing store. So they, no, no one works out in my family. Nobody. So what they think the first time they saw you walk on stage with these little trunks on, and it's yeah. like, what is my son doing? Very weird, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they didn't they didn't really understand because you got to think like I, I moved away to college. Um, you know, I had I'd always make sure I had jobs. So like it, actually, I was in school for police. Okay. And then I and I didn't complete it. And I what I did was I, I um, right away I went and got my security license. So I sure. started working the bar scene. I was a bouncer for a couple of years, you know. And then doing doing these shows, they're probably like you know what? There's no money in it really, right? It's just it was more of something that I just love to do. And you know, eventually something that you're so passionate about, money comes later. But right. you know, that was never like the the goal or anything. I mean, well maybe it was the goal, but it wasn't ever in my mind that that could be possible right well quite I the just, contrary i mean there's there's it's not that there's no money i mean there is no money but it also costs a ton oh to, yeah to do yeah, this i mean sure. it's not cheap thankfully we're no. dudes so like our trunks and stuff are a little bit cheaper than what the women have to spend but i mean yeah, yeah, you yeah. know money and everything mm-hmm. else that comes with it it's not it's not inexpensive and i think that's something that a lot of people don't realize going into it no and, that, and that's the thing it's like how bad how bad do you want it because you know the diet isn't cheap Mm-hmm. You know, it isn't cheap, and you you want to buy supplements. You want all the all the stuff to be your best. Right. You know, I had to pick up like extra jobs. So I was working like full time at the um, supplement store, and then the weekends I was working at the bar. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I was personal training people during you know the in the in between. So it was just as whatever I could do, you know, to make enough money to to supply this thing. When did so. your parents kind of get it and was like? He's gonna do this, or he, or was it when you signed your first sponsorship deal when you won your first Maybe. show? Yeah, probably when they're like, "Oh wow, that's that's pretty cool." Like, look at he's look what he's doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and here you are now, obviously. Um, like I said, one of the most promising, promising people in the sport. Talk to me about when did you uh, when did you meet your wife? Uh, it was well about six years ago. Okay. Uh, at that supplement store that that I managed, she she actually worked there. Okay. Uh, so then at, at the and at the same time at the bar that I. Uh, was bouncing at she was bottle service okay and the gym that I went at she was the front desk girl you guys spent a lot of time together so we're just it just went in a circle it was like meant to be you know yeah that's perfect so, yeah. um when did you you've been married how many years now uh two two years yeah, yeah has it changed anything in terms of like competing for you uh no not at all because we like we've lived together so like three or four months into dating we actually got our first apartment so we just I kind of just knew you know it was like we just hit it off. That we we hung out for the first time, and then we did it. We hung out for the first sixty days straight, like not one day apart. It was like one day at Christmas where like I had to go see my family, yeah. she had to go see hers, and then we were just inseparable. So, did she know. she compete? So at that time she did, yeah. So she hasn't competed now in I think four or five years, but okay. uh, so she's she's done it. You know, she's still uh, active and trains every day, but she's not she's not into competing anymore. So. Oh, good for her. I mean, yeah. let, let you yeah. let you take it's that one. Girls like mentally, you know, it's like hard for men mentally. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's men too. Yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, that's that's the thing we talk about quite a bit. Is like unless you're regulating your hormones, which a lot of us like I do. I'm on TRT, so I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, that helps me a lot. I mean, in terms of uh, everyday right. life, it's helped me a lot through this competition. I'm not hitting that mm-hmm. drastic low, but for right. females especially, like trying to bounce back after, it, oh, it's right crazy. Now. Um, yeah, not not even and then just physically, not even like the internal, you know, but but like physically, like seeing your body add a little bit of weight. Mm-hmm. For us, we just look a little bit bigger, 
and we just feel swole, you know, get better pump in the gym. But for girls, it's like, oh my God, I'm getting fat. Oh my God, I look terrible. Like, you know, they're right. going crazy. And it's crazy because like Instagram, right? I mean, it, it's a it's a love-hate relationship with that platform, especially somebody oh. with your following. I mean, you get... Right. You'll get a ton of positive comments, but it'll be a no, couple of those not, a couple yeah. of those assholes that say something. It's not like it was 15, 20 years ago. Like like when Jay was in his prime coming up, like it wasn't the same. Yeah, he would he would go to an event, guest polls or whatever, and you know, he no one's gonna talk shit to his face. Correct. There's nowhere <laughs> other, I guess I guess he used to take a lot of heat on some forums though. Yeah. Back in the day, which I never knew about, but I did hear. Yeah. I mean, um, that was Instagram before Instagram was Instagram. But I mean, do you yeah. let social media affect you i mean i i think we all whether we yeah. say yes or no i think it all impacts us a little bit um yeah. but how have you dealt with that well don't get me wrong like some you have bad days and stuff yeah, maybe you're having a bad day just in general and then you're on there and you see a stupid comment it kind of gets you off a little bit but I, I i pretty much if someone writes anything if if someone has an opinion you know like oh that body part is weak weak you need to bring that up okay that's fine but if someone's like oh you're a terrible bodybuilder like uh uh, you, you look like shit. Some, you know, just something like that. I will just, I will block them right away and you're never going to try to ruin my day again. Yeah. You know? So I'm, I'm just like, you know what? You, you earned yourself a first class ticket to block bill. <laughs> there you go. Well, you're, you're known as like one of the nicest guys in the, in the sport too. Like fans yeah, coming all the time. You, you, I have no time for that. It's yeah. like, if you want to be arrogant, uh, you know, and, and ignorant, sorry. Um, I'm just going to block it out. So, yeah. because he'll just come back and do it again. Right. It's someone that like has some sort of hate for you. So it's, I, I don't understand it. People who yeah. who brighten their day by being an asshole. It makes yeah. it's a sad Seriously. life. It's a super, super sad life. All right. Talk to me. Great. about. I can't I can't let you go without giving a shout out to Primeval because we love them and they're yeah. great. Um, you've been with them now a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Been a great ambassador for the brand. Um, what okay. is it about them that you felt was a good fit for you? Yeah, Primeval. I mean, I love the products. That's that's one thing, you know. They really make sure all the ingredients are great. And, and, and they actually send me the product before we relaunch another one. So I actually get to test them before mm-hmm. uh, they go out. So right now we're doing a carb. Um, and there's a couple different ways that you can you know do it. So we had like three different uh, types of carbs and, and, and we've actually nailed it now. So that's going to come out really soon. And just different things that we're changing within the brand. And they always come to me and I, and I get to actually have a say in it, which is really cool. That is awesome. I mean, and you two obviously working at the supplement store when you're younger, I think mm-hmm. – you know, not, not, no, again, no dis- disrespect to people, but a lot of people don't understand the science behind supplements or, or they just take them because they're getting paid a yeah. check, right? Like, which is fine, whatever. But, I mean, yeah. you actually understand, like you just mentioned, there's yeah. three types of carbs, which I, in my head I can probably name what they probably were. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, so did they, when they came to you initially and said, like, listen, we want you to be on the brand, was that, like, a prerequisite for you that you wanted to help out in terms of R&D and innovation? Yeah, like, I just wanted to be a part of something. And, you know, when I... I didn't want it to just be like, okay, you're going to be paid for X amount of posts. I wanted to like really, when I attach myself to to something, and 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 not just just be about the money, you know, it's more it's more than that. So, like, I, I want to be a part of something. And when I go, you know, above and beyond to you know shoot something or or do some sort of work uh, to promote the brand, you know, it's realized and they appreciate it, which is awesome. Like, I'll get I'll do something, I'll get a text, you know, the right after, mm-hmm. or like, you know, they're just really happy that that I was able to do that or. You know, and, and like I said, I get to talk to them every day, so it's 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 really neat. They're good people. It's not, it's not like a tradi- like I think traditionally, like most most people, they don't get to speak to the owners of the company a lot. Right. Where where I get to, which is cool. So the real question I need to ask you is: Have you ever drank Jameson with Anthony? Jameson? No, I have not. <laughs> okay, he keeps trying to get me to drink it with him, and I'm scared. I can't. Yeah. I don't think I can do it. He seems like a guy no. that can go, go, go for sure. Oh yeah, it'll be a good time, I'm sure. 
<laughs> so the goal in 2020, step back on the Olympia stage in September. Um, you yeah. have a couple shows or show coming up. What is um, wh- for you? Where, where's your weakness today that you that you'd want to work on to make sure that you bring the best you can to your qualifying shows coming up? Yeah, yeah. My, my I think my weakness would be like bicep peak. I really want to get my biceps up a little bit. I have like a longer insertion, and and I and I feel like they have like good thickness to them, like this, like this way. Right. Yep. <laughs> but they don't have like a lot of height to them, so uh, they, like they have decent height. I'm, I'm just being like very, you know. You have to uh, be. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You at this stage, as as good as you can. So yeah, a little bit more bicep peak, uh, and then after that, pretty much just density and hardness all around. Like I just want, and maybe a little bit of chest too. You can never have, you know, chest. Correct. Just overall, every everything. I just want to keep bringing up and trying to make sure I, I maintain that that v taper you know as long as i can keep the waist small mm-hmm. that's uh, that's the main goal because as soon as you let the waist go things start to it just doesn't flow as nice so you're super yeah. young yet obviously uh how long do you envision yourself doing this because it's a hard sport i mean yeah. not everybody's yeah. dexter jackson it's a tough sport on the body no, definitely. Um, how long do you want to do it because i know obviously you're very much looking forward to fatherhood and all the stuff that comes with that oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. so what's your vision my vision uh, i i would think about about 40 years old like before 40, I think 38, 39 uh, would probably, you know, start to transition. But uh, I love I love the business side too. So in there, you know, I'm I'm developing, you know, right now I have my clothing brand and stuff like that. So I, I'm I'm always working, you know, on the other side. I run a gym here that I've had for five years. Come June, yeah. so there's always other things uh, outside of bodybuilding that I'm looking to 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 do, you know, for after. But I think like Jay is, you know continue to be a great ambassador for the sport I, I would love to you know what he does every weekend he, he's traveling the world and you know still doing what he loves and shaking hands and you know just those experiences i so love just sharing his knowledge you know one thing jay told me and it sounds like you take this right out of his out of his book is like he won a hummer one time after winning a show he won a hummer he went home he sold it and he invested it in real estate i mean that yeah. just tells you the type of oh, mindset he yeah, has that's it yeah, uh, and it seems like you're trying to do the same thing so dude i wish you nothing but the best here in 2020 you're gonna kill it um are you going to the arnold uh, the Arnold, Ohio. Yeah, I'll be there. So we'll yeah. probably run into you there. Wednesday, Sunday. Yeah, gonna be there. I'll be there for sure. Thanks. Me and the team will be there, so we'll probably catch up with you there. But uh, good luck, awesome. dude. You're, you're gonna kill it. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, guys. That was Regan Grimes, Primeval Labs athlete, up and coming, promising bodybuilder. I, I even had to say to use the word up and coming because Regan's a fucking stud. And uh, you know, I'll be hanging out with him at the Arnold. We'll be grabbing some dinner. Some food, chatting about life, but you know, look for him at, at events this year, like maybe the Toronto Pro, Chicago Pro, some of these Olympia qualifying events to make sure he gets enough points so that way he can step across the stage at the 2020 Mr. Olympia. Um, you can expect more awesome, amazing guests like Regan here on the podcast. We've had uh, just a plethora of awesome podcasts over the last several weeks. Uh, a cool podcast coming next week with um, you know somebody that you probably never thought I would sit down and talk with, but. It is, uh, it is, it's best for business, as they say. No, um, but it's good to bring them on the podcast and talk a little bit more about, about the supplement side of things, the science side of things, the, the sports nutrition side of the industry. So make sure you follow along on all of our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Also on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, iTunes, Spotify. Also, YouTube is another source for the podcast as well. If you like what you heard, rate, review. Uh, that helps out the algorithm so more people can discover the Be Informed Live Fit podcast. If you have any suggestions for guests, hit us up over on our social media pages. Until next time, I am the warden. I should be warning my cover. The warden, Ryan Buckeye. Dot com founder and CEO. Be informed. Live fit.